0: Welcome to another episode of the Too Many Men podcast. Tony, that's me. <laughs> Alongside me, as always, John and Trish. And How today you doing? we have Zach on. Good to be here. Big announcement for Zach today. He's going to be part of the Too Many Men team permanently now. It's very exciting.
1: Welcome, Zach. Welcome, thank Zach, you, to
0: you. the team. Big episode today, gentlemen Colton Saucerman. Huge episode. Defensive Epic. for the Utica Commons. We'll be huge, on the show later episode. today. We have a pre recorded interview for you. And. We got some other sports stuff to get to in the meantime, but the saucerman interview is here. Oh yeah, it and has we arrived. have arrived. It's, it's because we got the best beard in pro sports. Definitely, here. and he's a, and it's only a great guy too. Great guy, great guy, fighting for some good causes. We'll tell you about that later in the episode. Let's get to sports though. In the mm-hmm. meantime, Josh Gordon.
2: Big news out of New England today. Huge news. He got he left the team, left the NFL altogether. Uh, for quote-unquote mental health. Now, uh, it has been confirmed that that is just a cover for the fact that he failed yet another drug test. He's had three in the past. And Actually, four in the past. This is his fifth. All of them wow. he has failed. So, on number five, he has now oh, he has been bottomed so- out. And I think that, like, how messed up does your life have to be it's you're you're on the Patriots. All you have to do is piss clean. Yeah. You just just say no. I don't want any of that yeah. weed. Thank you. I
3: mean well, it's well, not I don't just know weed. What, yeah, I don't know what it's Well, it is he had a specific, tough uh, he's
0: been had problems with this since he was like thirteen. Oh, really? I, I didn't know that. Growing yeah. up in bad parts of Texas, he couldn't he had offers to play in other schools but wasn't allowed to accept them because he wasn't allowed to exit the state of Texas. Mm. So he ended up playing college ball at Baylor. But this is just another step in a very disappointing saga for a wide receiver who could have been great. a great yeah, NFL especially. wide receiver. Because I've never seen somebody take, like, two years off, come in, and catch for over 100 yards in a game. Like, just pick up where he left off like nothing happened. And you got
2: arguably the greatest quarterback in history throwing you the ball. And it's, it's just impressive well, actually, to see that, you know, like, it's, it's crazy that to think that you have Tom Brady throwing you passes. He can, you know, hit a fly 100 yards away. He's, he's crazy accurate. And all you got to do is open your hands and catch the ball.
3: And you're going to throw that all away because of drugs? Well, he well, did miss the start of the Cle- Cleveland Browns training camp this year to seek uh, help for his mental health.
0: Yeah, but, and mm-hmm. the Browns, like, officially ruled it off as, like, a, a hamstring injury. Yeah. Even though we all knew that was – you saw it on
3: hard knocks. And he was in full practice yesterday.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so this must have – I don't know when the league uh, tests their players during the week, but the Patriots must have got wind of something that said, hey – something bad's happened here it was probably
2: one of those situations where they said alright either step down or you're gonna get thrown off and we're gonna have to drag your name through the mud because we don't want to do that to you and we feel really bad about it
0: yeah and you know the Patriots are a classy organization but Uh, they don't
2: they most of the time
0: they don't want most of the time they don't want this stuff
3: hurting their reputation yeah exactly
1: Yeah, because their reputation's not that bright to begin with, let's be honest. Well,
0: yeah, vast history of cheating. And they've been known to go for players with a history like this in the past. Like, this isn't a new thing for them. They're no stranger to a player with some kind of disciplinary issues in the past. And they hope that bringing him on would make a difference in his career and hopefully turn some kind of career around. But disappointing, to say the least, coming out of New England. Uh, Next topic for football... uh, Odell Beckham Jr. did not practice today. His status is not being announced to be in doubt for the game Sunday that he's expected to play as of right now. But there is growing concern. I mean, it's Thursday. Yeah, it
3: might be a big issue. And I know the, than...
0: the Giants have basically nothing really to play for. Yeah. So what's the point if he's not...
3: 100%. He's... Not
0: even like... He, even if he is 100%. Let's say he, he's not feeling perfect. Mm, that should be enough to just sit him. Yeah. Because you don't the- want to... Cause an injury that could damage his career.
1: He's one of the most valuable players in the league as a whole, not just on the Giants. So you want to keep him safe at all costs.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so that's the update on Odell right now. We're going to move to our next topic. Um, Cam Newton. It's. For all intents and purposes, shut down unless they win this week and somebody else loses and they have a chance to make the playoffs. John called it. John called. uh, Yeah, John has somehow reported. Last episode that Cam Newton was injured, and we all kind of scoffed at it because nobody else had heard that Cam Newton I was facing scoff. any kind of injury. Looks I, like no, Trish stayed silent. I trust
1: John. Looks like <laughs> I won't be buying anyone any shirts
0: this week, apparently. <laughs> Yes, one game is going to determine whether or not you pick the rest of the game. You
3: could go one. I picked the Panthers. I don't
2: believe I picked the Panthers.
3: Well, I still believe that. who? Who's their backup? Tyler Heineke I, He's I, got an arm and a half. I, see a, I <laughs> see a huge upset this weekend.
0: Uh, on that Falcons game, Trish picked the Falcons, picked the Falcons. John picked the Falcons. I picked the Falcons. Zach picked Carolina. I think and Kyle picked the Falcons. Kyle. Pan- I was the only Kyle Panthers. picked the Panthers. Did he not? Let me look. Yes, he picked the Panthers. Oh, he did. Oh, so, I
3: think he was doing that. Watch Tyler Heineke. He had the game a of his a career: 550 yards, wins, sure.
0: eight touchdowns. Devin just goes off. Five hundred and fifty yeah. yards, huh? No, no six hundred yards. Six
2: hundred yards. Eight huh? touchdowns.
0: So he has both records: the passing record and the touchdown record. Wow, wow. As, as a backup. Yep, Tyler Heineke.
3: I see him. When they upset. put, when
0: they have, when it comes down to like the end of a half and they have a hail mary, they take Cam Newton out and put Heineke in. He's got a big arm. Yeah, I'll give you that. That doesn't I mean, mean he's going to throw for six hundred I mean, yards not great this year we've, 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 either. That no, so, yeah, was terrible. It? Biggest disappointment in the NFC oh, this yeah. year. No, the Eagles are basically a disappointment, too. No. If I've they make the, playoffs, make the playoffs, they playoffs, fix it that's true. and win the Super Bowl. But if they don't, they're a pretty big disappointment in the NFC.
1: I mean, when you look at the Eagles, they're just all their problems are injuries. The, the Panthers just collapse.
0: Yeah, that seems to be the thing every year. Ever since that Super Bowl season, it's really gone downhill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that Super Bowl season's really an outlier if you mm-hmm. look at it because they – had a two-win season? Yeah, it was two wins. The year
1: yeah. after that? I read something the other day. It's actually kind of funny. If you look at their records year and year by year, their records are better in odd-numbered years versus even-numbered years.
0: Really? Yeah. So, it's, so, I they like just the way. so basically the yeah. San Francisco yeah. Giants.
3: Yeah, pretty I much. I love <laughs> the way that they played defensively, though, against the Saints this past week. Luke Kuechly was on top of
0: everything. Oh, Luke right. Kuechly's on top of everything always. And the Saints haven't been the same Saints team for some reason on offense. since but it's basically only been in the, the last NFL two game. weeks, though. Yeah, but it's the wrong time of the year for it. That's true. But they're one of the only teams in the NFC I trust to actually go on the road and win a game yes. with their defense. They can win a high-scoring game. They can win a low-scoring game. It really doesn't matter. Trish is bumping into every chair on the face of the earth right now. Yeah. And yeah. our last topic for the NFL, since we went over the mess that is the Carolina Panthers, we're going to look at a little bit of CFL, Canadian Football League. They're – Two-time MVP, Bo uh, Bo Levi Mitchell, quarterback, is working out with NFL teams, and he's now scheduled to work out with the New York Giants. Really? This could be a guy who is, for real,
2: it's hard to judge coming out of the CFL, because we've been fooled before. Well, you saw how... uh... Brown's quarterback. What was his name? Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel, Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Johnny Manziel did in the CFL he had
3: four interceptions in the, what the first half or first quarter? The like game that.
2: is played differently, and the rules are different up there. It's yeah, it's very much different from the NFL. We yeah. can't look at how a quarterback does in the CFL and assume that that's going to translate to the NFL because Johnny Manziel, for all intents and purposes, was a good quarterback. Then mm. he had all those problems with domestic abuse and drugs. And he, then he found Jesus, apparently, and went up to Canada. Where he is not.
0: And then he's going to join the XFL like in two he been, years has that he comes playing? He's not going to be on Since that
2: concussion up, injury,
0: really? I don't think he's played that much. Oh, no? No. But let's look at some of Bo Levi Mitchell's stats here. Uh, last year, his first MVP season, in, 18, in 17 games started, he had a completion percentage of 63% and threw for 4,700 yards and 23 touchdowns that's not terrible.
3: No, not bad at all.
0: Season after that, 18 games, 5100 yards, 51-19, 35 touchdowns. He's so, a,
3: he's a pretty good win-loss record went, too.
0: Yeah, he went undrafted in 2012 and then went up to the CFL where he plays for the Calgary Stampede, Stampeders, sorry. He plays his college ball at Eastern Washington and if a team that's in a tough situation quarterback-wise wants to take a chance on it, they have a year to take a chance on a quarterback like this, it's really
2: Low risk, high reward. When you think the Redskins will want to pick him up?
0: Well, that I think a lot of that depends on whether or not they're going to get Alex Smith back, which right now is up in the air. Or hey,
1: doesn't look too good for that.
2: His leg is gone. It's not gone. It, it broke in half. No, but it's
3: it's yeah. more Well, than I matter. heard the the complications are weren't as bad as they thought they were going to be, and he's having a chance. He has a chance to come back next year.
0: Yeah, he does. It, it, his career might not be over. Yeah. And I believe the Redskins. I feel like they'd still probably not, look
3: for a backup.
0: Yeah, they're not banking on him getting back. but Will
3: he be the same after that, exactly. too, It's a big there's question. There's no way
0: to tell until he comes back. I mean, this is the same injury that ended Joe Theismann's career, which is tough when you see franchise quarterbacks like this, two and one on one oh, team yeah. over the course of 30 years, have the same problem. <laughs> But it's interesting to see. I think Bovi- Bo Levi-Mitchell has workouts for, I think it's now eight NFL teams. So he's going to get some looks, and there are teams who are, might be willing to take a chance on him. He's trying out for the Minnesota Vikings, too. That was one of the really? most recent ones. Yeah, but that might just be for a backup role to see what you got. And then if he turns out to be something, you could trade him like he did Bridgewater. So it's it's something. It's, it's always interesting when you have a player from another country, especially in football, because we, we don't well, have the same talent around the world yeah it's mm-hmm. not it can't be compared to what's in america but it's going to be interesting to see if this quarterback who has experience in the cfl can come actually make a name for himself in the nfl
3: he's got some pretty good rushing stats too We read off uh he has 14 touchdowns he has 723 yards uh 156 carries um Is that
0: this season's number
3: no that's his career totals
0: what does he have uh what does he have this season
3: this season for twenty eighteen, he's got a uh, sixteen carries, one hundred and eight yards, average of six point eight uh, yards, and that would, yeah, that uh should be it. How many attempts? Attempts he yeah. has. Wait one second. Attempts he's sixteen, and a hundred okay. yards. That's not. That's bad. not terrible. That's good you for know, a
2: quarterback. It's, it's a mobile quarterback
0: yeah. too.
3: It's so a quarterback that can work out of the pocket yeah. if needed, which but is again, huge in the NFL now. Again,
2: defense in the CFL is not the same
3: as defense yeah, in the it's NFL. It's
0: not quite the same caliber it's, we see in, in the NFL. It's like
2: looking at a quarterback who can run all over college defense. Uh, but he's
3: not running all over everybody. That's no, the thing. He's, he's I'm just saying
2: it's like looking at a college quarterback and thinking that can translate perfectly to, to the, the NFL. NFL yeah, yeah. It's always about the different leagues. You can do better in one league because mm-hmm. of the different play styles than you can in another league if you look at any, I know college football and Canadian football aren't the same thing because mm-hmm. again, college football is closer to American football than mm. Canadian football is, but it's, they're just different. And once those players get to the new league, they can always get kind of freaked out, uh, thrown off mm. if you uh, would like to call it. Cause you know, it's, it's a defensive back yeah, yeah. It's a whole they're, they're nother so much monster. Better. It, yeah. The guys I, I assume They're better at reading the offense. Canadian football. Do they have like similar defense to what the NFL has? Would you say like no, I, the I, size and the oh, power? S- size, yes. Power is up for power, yeah, but it's different schemes.
0: It's not the same game. And it's different schemes on offense too. So you you to see if he has the I'm sure he can learn a playbook. That's not really hmm. a problem I see coming, but... Well, I assume you know, as a quarterback
2: yeah. in any league, yeah, you, you have, to have to yeah. know the playbook. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly.
0: Inside and out. Like, But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, because we saw players who played in the CFL, came to the NFL, like Doug Flutie, ended up making a career in the NFL after playing in the USFL and then the CFL and then eventually coming to the NFL. So it will be interesting to see how this guy's game translates to America, and... It's something we're going to be watching throughout the course of the offseason as more workouts come. And I wouldn't be totally against him maybe getting a try with the Giants here and me being a fan of the team. Oh, it might yeah. be time to transition at quarterback. This might be the guy.
2: Have we talked about the AAF yet? We're going to get to that more toward February when the season starts up. Okay, because I, I want to just say really quick that I think that's a very interesting, uh It's going to be an idea. interesting experiment, the whole thing. Because it could also give us that expansion that – uh, any team any league is always looking for they're always looking to expand and try to get new well, fans and if they can come in and establish teams
0: I think the NFL is going to use their advantage because they can look to see these fan bases and see some kind of desire there and that's what I'm saying but that's eventually going to screw over the the AAF
2: well not if they just absorb it's not going to be a merger you don't think so the NFL so? don't do that no they did that uh, with the the, Ameri- the American that was completely
0: league. different that, that they were the same level of Skill. This is not going to be the same level of skill as the NFL. Right away, but you don't the future... Do you see it? Right now, it'd be hard to believe, but do you see a time where players will choose the AAF well, if over do a, the do National think, Football League? Do you Hold think on.
3: there would be a chance that they uh, use it as a development league? I think yeah. you get a better chance at that because I would. I would like to see that.
2: Yeah, that I still believe would be like. I think that would make it more fair for college students, in my opinion. Because right now, uh, baseball. Has like thirty development? Oh yeah, there's there's a lot. You got the NHL has the AHL, the, the ECHL, HL, the, yeah. the OHL, all that stuff. And uh, basketball the NBA, has they, the G, G League. The G yeah. League. Yeah. So I feel like football, the only minors they have is college, yeah. and the only place they can look to to they see right right can this person to the professional yeah. uh, so sport. it's not it's not as fair to these kids who are coming out of college playing against you know twenty eight year old guys who have been in the league for five six years. Hmm and are just monsters at the sport. And they're coming in at a college, like, not knowing what to do. So it's not, you know, it's not fair to them, in my opinion. And they don't have an option other than college. Like, a lot of these kids in basketball, they'll play a year of college, and then they'll go straight to the... Yeah,
0: but now, even with the NBA, you got that player who signed with Puma? Uh, I can't believe
2: that. You know what I'm about. talking There's about, just, Yeah,
1: players yeah. now, they have the option to go straight to the G League... Forgoing their NCAA yeah. eligibility. Yeah,
2: and you have hockey players being drafted when they're 16. Yeah, they can Going play into U16 the, leagues. The minimum age
0: requirement in the NHL to play is 17 years old. Right, so they're, um, they're getting no, looks. nobody's
2: Nobody's really done it since Crosby. I'm, I'm not saying in the NHL, but I'm saying they're playing on U16 farm teams from NHL teams where they can look and go, okay, this is our guy. You
0: look at that development from the NHL, and there's one thing that doesn't make sense. The minimum age for the NHL is 18 now. Now the minimum it age used to be 17. The, AHL the minimum age for 21. the AHL is 20. That doesn't yeah, make sense. That doesn't make any yeah. sense at all. It should have the same requirement. But we're going to transition sports now. We're not going to go right to hockey. But, gentlemen, it's time for the fastest minute in sports media. It's time for the milkshake minute. Milkshake, 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 milkshake. Melton played four games over the past week. Good and Lord. he did log minutes. We'll start off on 12 14. He played the Pacers. Three points, no shots, and a rebound. Gotta get those boards. What a guy. Twelve sixteen at Cleveland, six minutes, zero points. Went oh for two from the field, oh for one from three. Any other stats? No, oh. from that game. No,
3: but. yeah he really pulls up. Twelve seventeen game.
0: against the Spurs, eight minutes, ten points, four for seven from the field, two for three from three point range, Look at four shit, rebounds. That wow. is sixty
1: six percent from three. Little He's bit,
0: putting it up. A little bit of a coming out party, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and then he only played four minutes against the Knicks on. 12-19. Uh, keeping the pace a little bit, though. Five points. One for two from the field. One for two from three. One rebound and two assists. I mean, maybe if he got some consistent minutes, you maybe, know. Maybe
3: starting to well, come on. Well, I think on. those yeah. two games might provoke them to give him a little bit more time. Isn't well. Jimmy I Butler hope.
0: injured? No, no. He's back. Oh, he's back now? Yeah. What, was he injured in, the, in that span? Maybe, like, for might the little, first little, little games, bit door, little might bit have rested him. him. Yeah. So, Shake Millen might be starting to come on here. Might be Might be seeing some regular minutes and We hope the best for him. Trying to get him on the show. Not as easy to access as Colton Saucerman, I may add. But we're trying to get him. Shake Milton, get an Instagram so I can message you.
2: If you're listening to this show, get an Instagram. Yeah.
0: Well, that's going to conclude the Milkshake Minute. Uh, We're going to stay in the NBA, though. And we're going to talk about the Kings-Pacers series in India and Mumbai. We're only going to touch on it briefly. We're going to play a preseason series in India and Mumbai. This is for the growth of the game, right, John? Yeah. I mean, it's important. You've been seeing the NBA in
1: the past summer, like uh, sending the Golden State Warriors to China. It's really important that they're trying to spread the NBA brand throughout the world. They're even thinking about potentially opening a franchise in Mexico City eventually. So,
0: But I think it, the interesting thing about this is the choice of teams the that Pacers, they decided to bring. The Indiana. Pacers and the Kings.
1: Yeah, Where, Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I mean, the Kings, you know, as good as they've been this season and the Pacers, they're not really the best that the league has to offer. So. But
2: yeah, why why would you send your best teams over? Why well, wouldn't you? Well, the, the, they sent the Warriors to China. Yeah, I, I understand that. I'm just saying I feel
0: like it's... not. It's... it's not even sending your best team. Send a team with a superstar. Mm. Like, like, a, superstar, like, like but... a Pelicans. Like send an Anthony Davis over there.
2: I feel like you'd want to show them what you know, they're capable of not be like, you have to meet this level of all-star. Like, you're looking at Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, all these people playing, you're going to be intimidated. Like, I'm never going to be that good. But if you send a team of just professional players, it's still impossible to be at that level. But, you know, it's more of a, oh, my God, look at this sport. Look how fun it looks. If it's a close game, if it's a fun game to watch, that's something good. Like you want to get people intrigued in the sport, and yeah, wanna you want to get
3: their best teams out there to to get people yeah. into it. but mm-hmm.
2: you don't want to send all stars who are just going to mop the floor with the other team, because
3: well, yeah. like then well, you're no, basically no, no, no. sending you the
2: globetrotters.
0: Kind of, in a sense. But in an nice. exhibition exhibition game, they're not going to. They know what they're over there to do. They're not just going to mop the floor. It's. Yeah, they're there to put on and, you a you know, good like game. In a, in a preseason game, you know too, yeah. Durant. Thompson yeah, and
1: they Curry, don't get they're, not much going, time. they're not going to play yeah. 35 know, minutes. Yeah, know. China Clay is going to try and dunk over there. He's right. not going to like China, Clay. China Clay. China
2: Clay. <laughs> why, why do we call him China Clay? Because
1: I when he's was in China, he game. tried to dunk mm-hmm. twice. Couldn't do it. What? Could not tried, do it. He like, tried the same dunk twice. Once he hit rim, and then the second time it was just bad. He yeah. Didn't, he didn't so get
2: why, it. why did we call why it, China Clay? Uh, I, is he just a different person when he goes to China? Yeah, he's terrible. Yeah all that sake for like a or week or so. That That's Japan. After
0: that yeah, that is Japan. <laughs> Alright, let's uh, the Rice Room. Our last news topic of the NBA. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Anthony Davis possibly going to the Lakers. He's signed
2: on Did you see s- LeBron's quote from that?
0: We're gonna get to that. He's signed on with the same company LeBron is, right? When it comes to agents. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: There, there's the end. LeBron, there, there's a way to go around the tampering rules in the <sighs> NBA.
2: I heard they LeBron and uh, Davis met for dinner. Well, the the Pelicans are in LA tomorrow, and that they talked about him coming to LA. Well, they're not legally allowed to do
0: that. Yeah, you can't even make a comment on another player heard... maybe being on your team because there's a tampering. Oh,
2: vote. LeBron
3: said he. Yeah, LeBron I made a quote about it. No, I feel like hell. Yeah, a lot. that would he said, cool he said love to play with him. Yeah. There's, there, there's probably I, a lot of teams nowadays that do uh, try to recruit well, other yeah, players. Yeah,
0: but there was a general manager on ESPN, general manager of the Rockets, and they asked him, "Is there a player you wish?" didn't get away um, in the offseason and he said I, I can't say anything because of tampering rules I can't even say who I wish I could have kept right
2: you can't officially say that you're trying to get this player they, on your team no 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 they can't even say <clears throat> who
0: they wish they would have kept in free agency a That's... player who was on their team last year obviously he was talking about Trevor Ariza yeah. Yeah.
2: but But I just think it's interesting that you know LeBron and him met for dinner and talked about the possibility of him coming on the team. Yeah. And how much fun it would be to play together, because I think that'd be a really interesting pairing.
1: Now, even but even then though, for him to get on the Lakers, there would have to be a trade, and if there's a trade that happens, or just have
0: the contract expire after what next season? But it is yeah. Basically, the
1: way it works is Anthony Davis after the season. He's eligible for the supermax extension. Yeah, you that's going
2: to be a big thing keeping him in in New Orleans. Yeah,
1: that's their main leg up over literally anyone else. Yeah. Right? But where does that... he
2: want to go? Does he want to go to another uh, the same team that hasn't won a championship for him? And you know he he's getting more money. Yes, yeah. but is he going to be a lot more money? Is, a lot more is he going to be like a Durant who takes a cut to go to? another team where I he thinks he can I, win a championship I don't, if, I don't know about him I don't know if he's that
0: type of player I didn't I didn't really expect it to KD originally but then he left
3: mm-hmm. yeah a lot of people
2: didn't expect KD to leave OKC
3: but
0: I would. I would, I would the win. way his
3: contract goes through 2021
0: 2021 see Zach's already contributing <laughs> so I, I think it's the furthest thing from a foregone conclusion that ended, at the end of his contract he'll be a LA Laker especially since the New Orleans can play the Supermax card
2: in it I think if LeBron tells the Lakers I want to play with him,
3: they'll make it happen. I Well, it depends on who they'd give up. I don't they'd think I don't se- think Magic they would have to sell the farm. Lonzo, right?
0: It would be it would take Lonzo and more.
3: I've heard I've heard like
1: enough. I've heard like rumors that it would have to be Lonzo Ingram, Kuzma Hart, literally their entire young core and well, like a th- first rounder. I'll tell you what I think. Davis. Gives
0: it up two first rounders, Lonzo, Ingram, Hart, and a second-rounder. I think that'd be
1: enough for Anthony Davis. Yeah, but look at your depth, then. It's you, it's it's LeBron, Anthony Davis, and then you're stuck with Rondo and Lance Stephenson, that's your best players. Depth
0: becomes a problem, yes, but you're hoping that one, two punches is enough to jump out to such a lead, you don't need depth, but that doesn't win in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So, I think it's anything but a foregone conclusion that he will be a Laker. I'd say the Lakers have decent odds to land him once free agency comes around, but... For right now, he's just going to have to sit and stew in New Orleans. And we can we see New Orleans sign some pieces and make some moves. They tried last year at Boogie Cousins, but they didn't want to re-sign. So we can see the Pelicans make some moves and maybe put a team around Anthony Davis that can succeed there. Let's go to the association scores now. Yesterday we had the Spurs beat the Magic 129-90. to The Sixers beat the Knicks 131-109. to The Hornets beat the Cavaliers 110-99. to The Suns beat the Celtics four straight for Phoenix now. Tyler, since, that? since that lady screamed at the press conference, they have won four straight games. So
2: they did what
1: you said, Tyler. They doubled their wins. They did.
2: Uh, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> – I really don't think – I think this is just – I can't believe they
3: beat Boston.
2: Uh, that, it's, it's wild. They're beating good teams. But is it too little too late? They've yeah, lost it might, I think it might 20, be. 23 games. Well, they do have a whole other half of the season.
3: Kyrie Irving played
2: half. 36
0: minutes last night and had 29 points, and the Celtics still lost.
2: Wow. I understand that. But 23 games. Well, you look at the weakness of these conferences, nothing's ever too little too late. I Exactly. I guess so, but it's just... Yeah, it. it you look at a we'll team see. that's 4-23, and 23, you don't think... We're going to have to... It's going to come off, We'll look
0: more... Focus on the Suns' playoff chances more in like February, and then yeah. we'll, we'll take a look at it. The Raptors beat the Pacers last night, 99 to 96. Of course they did. The Bucks beat the Pelicans 123 to 115. The Pistons beat the Timberwolves 129 to 123 in overtime. The Nets defeated the Bulls 96 to 93. The so Rockets that
3: extends the, next win, uh, the Nets' winning streak to seven games.
0: That's impressive. Yeah, they're in that from playoff what race. They, yeah. from what they started from. The definitely. Rockets beat the Wizards 136 to 118. The Jazz edged the Warriors 108 to 103. The Trailblazers beat the Grizzlies in 92 And Thunder smacked the Kings around 132-113. Take a look at the standings. The 1 Raptors, 2 Bucks, 3 Sixers, 4 Pacers, 5 Celtics, 6 Pistons, 7 Hornets, and 8 Magic. With the Nets on their tail at 9. In the Western Conference, the number one team is back to being the Denver Nuggets. 2 is the Thunder, 3 is the Warriors, 4 is the Lakers, 5 the Trailblazers, 6 the Clippers. They've really (laughs) fallen off the pace here. 7 is the Rockets, and 8 is the Spurs. 9 and 10 are the Mavericks and Grizzlies with identical records. Well, no, the Grizzlies actually have more wins. Identical records between the Kings and Grizzlies at 16 and 15, at 10 and 11. Anything else in the association, John? Well,
1: the Houston Rockets, I just want to mention how red hot they've been. Won five in a row. They broke the record for NBA threes in a game yesterday, 26.
0: Which, it's, it's a matter of time until that gets broken again. Look at the league yeah. way, the way it is now.
1: I just want to point out that it was Michael Carter-Williams who hit that 26-3. I thought that was pretty funny.
0: Of course it was. <laughs>
1: But, uh, yeah, I guess that pretty much covers it NBA-wise. All right,
0: well, let's move to the ice. NHL. Two games last night, nothing major. Pens-Caps, Avalanche, Canadians.
2: Pens-Caps is an We're interesting gonna We're going to job. talk
0: about that. And we'll start off the Canadians beat... Canadians lost the Avalanche last night. And the Penguins beat the Capitals off a game-saving dive from Marcus Pedersen. Cleared the puck on the goal line. Would have made it a tie game. But this is... I think we're looking at what's going to be another playoff matchup between these two teams this year.
2: It's it's interesting because at the beginning of the season, what was the final score in the Penguins game? It was 2-1. Okay. If you look at the beginning of the season, there was no defense. The final score was, what, 7-6?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's – Well, it's getting to the time of year where the offensive legs are starting to
2: fall off the pace. Yeah, they're shifting more towards defense and more towards, you know, just trying to – Focus up and become a playoff team. Yeah. Because they're right around the corner, essentially.
0: We're not going to talk much about the NHL today because there's not a lot of action. Um, we'll talk about the AHL. We will. We're yeah. You'll hear it in our interview with Colton Sosserman And But last night, Crosby did have two points, a goal and an assist, including the game winner. And the Capitals, Ovechkin and his point streak snapped. We'll take a look at the playoff picture real quick. Get two hat-tricks in a row the other He night? did. He also had like like an eight-game point streak.
2: Yeah, it's... People are saying he's on pace to uh, break Wayne Gretzky's all-time goal record.
0: Yeah, career, that'd be that'd be nuts. He had he had a uh, tw- he had a twelve-game point streak six days ago, so it's like seventeen-game point streak.
2: It, he he was doing really well and Four, 14 game point streak people were saying he's on pace right now statistically he's on pace for 75 goals i think this season. yeah he's
0: not going to get that but he
2: might get 60 realistically he might get 60 it, it it's possible let he's... me look up
0: how many career goals Ovechkin has i know it's a ton I, yeah i know ton. i, I think believe he's in Ovechkin. Second, right? he's not in second no? how's in second is i believe in... i believe the number is 894 is what he has to
2: get to mm mm-hmm. mhm
0: which is a
2: ridiculous number. That's well, it was a different game.
0: It was at that time, but the fact that just... we're even talking about someone possibly coming in screaming distance
2: of this record is ridiculous.
0: Let's take a look. Career in goals. Today's game,
2: yeah. But what are his Oh assists? man,
0: he has 636 goals.
2: Yeah, so he's close. He's and 33, but he's still got a couple years left. He's got like 6 or 7 years left. Yeah, he can he can he can do it. Of course he can. I think it's possible. I think save some type some type of horrible injury, or uh, barring even yeah. with an injury, let's he still has a hundred and
0: fifty somewhat goals to go. About well, well two, what is the 200, what is, 250 goals to go? What is the all time record? Can you look it up really quick? I believe Chris? it's eight ninety four. But that that does seem low to me for some reason. It is. It's eight ninety four. Eight hundred
2: ninety four goals. And he had twelve hundred. Points in his career? Career? He had 2,800 points. 2,800 points. Yeah, hundreds, this
0: man 1, points in his was career known as
2: finished. a goal scorer, but he was also an assist like king. Well, yeah. If he took away all his goals, he would still have the all-time points record. It's it's insane how many assists so, he had. Jesus.
0: About, about 250 away, seven seasons left. Let's say he can get, like, 40 goals for at least the next six. That would put him...
2: Right there.
0: That wasn't right there. That t- 10 goals away at age
2: 39. Which, So I personally think he's going to get it. Which would be nice to see. A player from now, today's game, reach, breaking a record. Reach a number that many thought was impossible to reach. It's. I mean, when it
0: comes to records, like this one was thought to be as unreachable as Lou Gehrig's game started streak.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: and then Cal Ripken Jr. broke it.
2: But that's a little less hard to break, just starting a game. Well, to do it for
0: the amount of years straight he did it is ridiculous. and it's. I think Ovechkin will break Gretzky's goal record.
2: Which I feel like is more impressive.
0: Yeah, I, Cause it's, it's, a diff- impressive. it's a different
2: game. It's a-, it, it's a completely different game because the goalie's pads are bigger. The play style of the goalies. Well, no, are I'm I'm, I'm
0: comparing hockey to baseball. It's oh, okay. a different game. Well, I'm it's saying even even the NHL physical. Now Listen,
2: compared to when Gretzky did what he playing, did. Playing, I,
0: I, let me look up how many games Cal Ripken played, but it's a different game. But the amount of games he played in a row, that's nothing to scoff at. Let me just uh, get this up, because when Cal Ripken broke the record, he had he played in 2,600 straight games. When Cal Ripken broke the record, the Sentence said by the announcer at the time was, Cal Ripken has reached the unreachable star. And that was the unreachable star in baseball. But in hockey, the unreachable star has always been... Well, it's not as much Gretzky's goal record as it's Gretzky's point record. Point record. And Which, for o- but o- both
2: are impressive. For
0: Ovechkin yeah. to get there, he's going to need to become a very,
2: <laughs> very good setup man really quick. Well, how many assists does he need to reach it? Well, how many points does he need to reach the record? How many assists does he have right now? How many points does he have
0: right now? 1,036. So
2: he'd need another 1,000 points.
0: More than, yeah. Wait, how many did Gretzky have all-time points? No, he would need another 1,800 points. Yeah, Gretzky what? had 2,800 career points. Oh, Gretzky almost had 3,000 points. Yeah. And, and he could have kept playing. That's something He could have forget. kept playing. Did he ha- When did he hang up the skates?
2: 99. He was 39 years old. He was on the Rangers, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Well... So I think Ovechkin's going to get there. Ovechkin's been hot the whole season. I think he's going to be a 60-goal scorer this year, which is very impressive at his age. He'll be the captain of the all-star team. He's going to get the respect. we got to look at this and realize we are watching something very special. Yeah. It's Alex like Ovechkin it's what, is I, it's what I would say is. when Jager was a devil and I would see him play in person. This is something special I'm watching. Ovechkin should, when it's all said and done, be mentioned in the same conversation as Gretzky, as Yager, as Howe, because he is that good. Mm-hmm. He has the touch. He has the goal-scoring ability that not many other players have. But his Washington Capitals are currently in a playoff spot, and that's going to take us to the playoff picture. The current matchups in the Eastern Conference would be Tampa Bay versus Montreal, Toronto versus Buffalo, which would be an insane series because they are cross-lake rivals. We also have Washington versus Boston. That would be a tough series. Columbus versus the Islanders rounds out the Eastern Conference. In the West, we got Calgary versus Vegas in the first round, San Jose versus Anaheim, Winnipeg versus Edmonton, and Nashville versus Colorado. Granted, this is still with 45, about maybe 50 games left to play for some teams. So there's a lot of stuff that can change here. and Devils going to make the playoffs. I hope so, man. They are currently sitting 10 points out of a playoff spot.
2: Which is only 5 games. With
0: 50 games left.
2: Which is only 5 games.
0: So it's a little early to be talking about a playoff position, but... Now, we're going to get to the moment everybody's been waiting for. We got the Colton Saucerman interview. Our first uh, guest here on the show, and Colton, we want to thank you
4: for being on today. Of course, no problem. I'm uh, just just sat down to a meal and getting ready to uh, have some food, man, but I thought I'd take 20 minutes and talk to you boys. We really appreciate it. You're here with uh, Zach, Tyler, John, and myself. What's going on, boys? How
0: are you doing? Doing Great. So, we want to welcome Colton Saucer into the program. He's being kind enough to take some of his time to talk about how he's been kind of a little bit of a sensation here over the last few weeks. And Colton, we just want to start off with, uh, how did you get into the sport of hockey? I know you grew up in Colorado. I don't know if you were an Avs fan growing up or something. Did you follow the Avalanche?
4: I did, yeah. My dad actually uh, played hockey, so he was uh, he was the one that kind of... Got me started on it, and um, I got my first pair of skates when I was three, and uh, started playing when I was four.
0: So, so we had you out there real young, uh, learning the game.
4: Yeah, definitely. It was kind of a. Uh, I think he. My mom always tells the story that he he bought the skates before I was born.
0: <laughs> like they didn't even
4: know that. Like they didn't even know if I was going to be a girl or a boy, and he had skates already picked out. So
0: oh, you gotta get ready. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah exactly. Ready
4: to exactly. Play. That's right. <laughs> did Did you have a favorite player growing up on the app? Um, I liked, uh, I liked Peter Forsberg and, uh, Joe Sakic, obviously, but, and so, I didn't start playing defense until I was like five or six. I was going so, to say, you,
0: you gravitated more toward the forwards <laughs> and then, it, uh, you eventually fell into the line of a defenseman and, um, well, how did you get into being a, a defenseman?
4: Um, so I think I was, uh, my first year, uh, first year at mite and I was like one of the only kids on the team that could like skate backwards decently well. So they were like, all right, you're going to play defense. And I still liked – I could still rush the puck and be offensive. And so I just started playing D because I was one of the only guys who could skate backwards. (laughs) Well, if you can, you know, they,
0: they love to stick you in there. At least you got to grow the game from a young age on defense. It's not like
4: you were a forward and then, you know, high school hockey decided to make the transition into being a defenseman. Yeah, definitely. Well, and I'm still working on skating backwards. I work at it every day, so. Well, it can always get better.
3: <laughs> oh, and I wanted to talk to you about your uh, career at Northeastern.
4: I saw, I noticed you won a NCAA All Tournament Team in 2015, 16. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it was uh, it was the hockey All Tournament Team. Um, it was uh, we had kind of a crazy, unbelievable run that year. It was we started out, we were I think. Maybe two eleven and two at Christmas break, and then we won twenty three out of the last twenty four games of the season to end up winning the hockey Championship. That's, so that's a run. it's kind of yeah, that's it. It was a run and a half, and it's it's weird because I think as a player, like you know, maybe that's one of the only teams I've been on where that that was like that memorable of a run. You know, you you rip off you know five six seven in a row, something like that. But like to win twenty three games in a row. It was insane. just like I mean it was insane yeah, like I mean, they were just crazy in the locker room. It was nuts. I mean it was like you you know it was just one of those things that you, we would go into a game and we'd find a way to win like somehow always like down 3 nothing in the third period come back win like didn't those, matter those, the circumstance.
3: Those those dirty wins are still wins too. They still count. Oh, wow. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask you what your favorite uh
4: hockey moment in your career was, but I, I don't know if that was it or Um, that's definitely a memorable one for sure. Um I think um, uh, you know, obviously like uh finally scoring uh my first American League goal was a great one. Um I think playing in uh all the bean pot tournaments, like just how historic and uh special those tournaments are to to the school and to the city of Boston um you know playing in your first pro game um I think all those are are really great moments that I'll that I'll cherish forever.
0: Oh I want to transition a little bit into your ECHL days um you started off with the South Carolina Stingrays correct? Yes. Uh, How much different is the ECHL game compared to the NCAA game? Um
4: I think it's you know like you're, you go from being the old guy in college, right? Your senior year to like, now you're kind of the young guy. So I think just that transition back into, you know, there's uh, certain things expected of you and, and how you carry yourself is a little different, you know, and, and then college, you're, you're kind of pampered and taken care of, right? Like, you know, you, the yeah. school provides you everything. And like in pro, like it's an adjustment to, you know, being an adult and um, everything like that. So I think that that was an adjustment, you know. But uh, I think in terms of the hockey, like, the skill level, is, the top guys in college obviously are, you know, on the, scheme, the same skill level, same speed. Like, I think guys may, in pro, they, they make plays more frequently and they take care of the puck. They play the system the right way. I think those things are like whereas guys in college are learning that, you know. Um, so I think that was a huge thing too Was just – realizing like, wow, like every time I give the puck to my winger, you know, he's getting the puck out or, you know, every time my goalie takes a shot from the outside, there's no chance it's going in, you know, one out of a hundred, a bad goal is going in type of thing. So it's just like everybody's attention to detail is, is, uh, you know, the, the finer. exactly, exactly.
0: Uh, I see your stats here. At 15-16, you played four games for the Stingrays, uh, four points in four games. And then the next season, you had 23 points in 42 games with the Stingrays and 8 points in 11 games with the Monarchs. Do you see yourself more as an offensive defenseman, or what's really your style of play?
4: Yeah, I definitely try to be offensive, and, you know, it's always uh, a tall task to be an undersized defenseman and, you know, and play play solid defensively, and that's, you know, that's always a, something I try to work on and continue getting better at every day is, you know, obviously I'm a defenseman first, so I have to you know, play well in my own end and, and break out pucks clean. And, you know, when I get the opportunity to join the rusher, be aggressive and active on the blue line, um, I'm definitely, you know, going to take advantage of that. Um, so yeah, I I like to think of myself as an offensive guy and I think I have, you know, um, I think I have a good shot and I can, you know, I can make plays when, uh, when the opportunities present itself. Well,
0: 41 points in 57 games last season for the Monarchs. That's, that's nothing to sneeze at. That's that's some decent numbers for a defenseman there.
4: <laughs> it's nice it's nice playing with good teammates too. They they help you out with that. <laughs> i saying
0: he's a team guy. <laughs> yeah. Now uh earlier this season you got the call and you were loaned to the Utica Comets, correct? Yes, sir. How does what what is that process being loaned from an E C H L team to an A H L team?
4: So basically you're just you're assigned to a PTL team, and the PTOs in the American League are for twenty five games, I believe. And uh twenty five games that you play. So um and that's uh just an ex- it's an extended period of time where, you know, the team might have injuries or got other guys called up to Vancouver, so it's it's more just um you know, it's it's a it's a trial. That's you know what it yeah, is. But, and and yeah, it's but... uh and that's kinda how most of my call ups have been where it's been um you know I, in a short amount of time, and I'm you know I kind of have to make an impression with a a limited uh you know uh save yeah, and
0: that and I believe at the end of the p t o it's the team's decision whether or not they want to keep you around, they can sign you to an a h l contract,
4: yes, yeah, so or they can sign you to another p t o you can sign up to three in a season, I believe Okay.
0: do so they need clearance from your e c h l team to do that, or can they
4: just I think i'm I'm actually not sure on that, but I'm pretty sure that they they can make that call. I don't think that, and obviously I think the coach in idaho wouldn't wouldn't mind if i if I stayed up obviously, he's been trying to help me get called up with my stint there, and Boise he was you know definitely on my behalf of trying to get guys called up and and promoting guys to the next level so uh we wanted to add
2: how what is your reaction to all the fame you're kind of getting over this uh your AHL goal you
4: just got it's hilarious it's awesome I mean it's I definitely uh um you know I can't I can't hide out there obviously the thing on my face draws a lot of attention and um I definitely just embrace it and you know it's I I have fun with it and it's certainly uh some of the comparisons are uh are pretty spot on so I just um I just roll with it and honestly it was great to like I said get the first one out of the way and um, it just so it just so happened it came right at the end of uh you know, the first interview and all this is happening and blowing up and then the next night I'm scoring a goal and um I think my my Instagram followers jumped up by like six thousand in like two days, so it was pretty uh, it was kind of a whirlwind, but I'm having fun with it.
0: By uh comparisons, we talk about that Yukon Cornelius comparison? <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> so it's, what, too, what... it's too perfect, right?
0: Yeah, right. It really fits you, let me
4: tell
0: you. What was it like scoring your first AHL goal? What was the feeling when that puck went in the net?
4: I mean, it was just like, uh, it was just relief, you know. I, I played a few games last season and I was close, you know. And I think, you know, trying to be an offensive guy, like you always, you know, want to get that first one out of the way. And and hopefully that means, okay, hopefully some more are going to come. Um, and I think that that was... You know, the biggest thing is, like, I was just happy to finally get it off my chest. It was kind of weighing me down a little bit, and I just was, you know, I want to get that first one, want to get that first one. And, and it was so nice just to get it on the first game with a new team. And, you know, it obviously helped – hopefully helped my helped my case a little bit with the coaching staff and that, hey, you know, given the opportunity, like, you know, I can I can capitalize on it and, and make the most of it. Uh, I want to ask. Do you think that uh, your kind of internet fame has given
2: you a couple more looks from uh, the higher-ups and certain teams?
4: I mean, if, if having a great beard was the criteria to be in the NHL, then I probably would be there. But, uh, um, no, I you know what? I don't think those guys up there, um, I don't think they look at that as, uh, you know, <laughs> we got to keep this guy in the organization type thing. But um, I think the, the Canucks had some fun with it, too, and, um yeah, it's uh like i said it's all it's all in good fun and hopefully my play and um the way i carry myself will allow me to stick around for a while now we've seen
0: the beard on Brett Burns we've seen the beard Joe Thornton has grown in the past you have the best beard in pro hockey how do you feel about
4: that <laughs> is that confirmed or is that uh personal right, opinion well
0: that's confirmed here <laughs> okay all right in, well, in New Jersey,
4: we say you have the best beard in pro hockey. Okay, that's that's all that's all I needed to hear. So, um. <laughs> no, it's it's awesome, man. It's it's nice to be to be known for something, and um, you know, to have a um, something that identifies me and yeah, fits my personality perfectly. So, I definitely enjoy it.
0: Uh, we want to talk about uh, the shirts you're selling. Uh, we have we saw the link on your bio on Instagram. We're going to put the link on our bio too. Okay. Uh, These get sauce Utica shirts with the little silhouette there of your, of your beard and your helmet, and uh, a portion of the proceeds from the sale go toward the
4: Save the Day Foundation in Utica, correct? Yeah, so the the shirts that they sold in stores, uh, all that all that money is going to uh, the Save the Day, and it's for pediatric cancer, and they're actually making more for in store, and then um, Sauce Hockey made a shirt as well, and it's online to buy and that's the link that you see there on the on my twitter and on my instagram and yes, they are all, yep yep they are actually um donating some of the money to pediatric cancer as well all
0: right well at least it's going toward a good cause i know everybody here at the show we're going to buy your shirt um
4: awesome.
0: and, uh, we just want to thank you for coming on the show we, you have no idea how much it means to us
4: oh of course guys it's my pleasure and i really appreciate your guys support and um uh, hopefully, get a picture of you guys rocking the the get soft. Oh, of course, <laughs> of course. We
0: we're gonna follow your career here for as long as it goes. We hope you can keep it going. We hope you get the call off to the big league one day. We'd love to see We'd love to see if Vancouver came to play New Jersey and you're on defense.
4: <laughs> that would be unbelievable.
0: <laughs> uh, Colton, have a great remainder of the season. Uh, thanks again. Good luck with your series. Uh, you to play your game against Springfield. He said, "Yes, sir." Have a good one, Colton.
4: All right, guys. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for everything. Yep, no problem. Thank you.
4: you. Bye-bye.
0: What what a class act. What a great guy. What a class act Colton Saucerman is, and we want to thank him again for being on the show. And this is going to bring us toward the end of this episode. Um, We want to end it the way we do with every episode with hot takes. Zach had to leave early, so we're not going to hear a hot take from him. Who's got a hot take ready? John? Trish, you can go first. Trish. Tony. Just, ooh. <laughs>
2: Throwing it right back You want him. a
0: hot take? Yes, please. Well, I'd the takes don't get it. much hotter than Oveshkin breaking the goal record in, for a, a career, but I'm not going to go with that. Ovechkin's season high in goals is 65. He broke it when he was 22 years old. I believe that this season he reaches a new career high in goals. So that is at least 66 goals this year. Through 33 games, he already has 29, which is ridiculous, and he will also win the MVP this year for the NHL. Who wants to go next?
1: All right, I'm going to take a hot take based on our uh, conversation about AD Anthony Davis and the Pelicans. My hot take is that if a trade happens for him – it will be at the trade deadline this year. There's not going to be any uh, like waiting for the off season to see if he makes up his mind. He's going to make up his mind and let them know by February. And you heard it here first.
0: Um, one question on that Celtics? Question mark?
1: I can see that. I okay. can see Celtics okay. or Lakers, either or.
0: All right, Trish? Oh, he's caught off guard. He looks like a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta, oh, you gotta end with a hot take, buddy. Know, you can't just have me and John fill more time talking about Anthony Davis. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> but... Maybe football.
2: Maybe football. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, Maybe and the Browns.
0: We're just gonna give you a little bit of an update on our bowl picks from last night. Um, from Tuesday actually. Kyle picked San Diego State to beat Ohio, and Ohio shut out San Diego State. Did I pick Ohio? <laughs> yes, you did. Yes,
2: I did. Uh. Ohio yeah.
0: shut out San Diego State twenty-seven nothing. Let's go, baby.
2: Now, what was the competition for that? Was there any? Competition? No, this was just There was no competition. No well, I'm beating Kyle one. so far, so get bent, Kyle. Can you
0: please make a hot take? A hot yeah, take. I Wait. said the Browns.
2: What about well, what them? What about them? You just what said the Browns. Them? I still think that God is going to smile upon the Browns, and they're going to make the playoffs. And they're going to make the playoffs. So Trish now, is basically now, saying this should be a tie at the in Week the percent chance of them making the playoffs, I believe, is something like 1 in 50,000. Can't you just give me a number? I don't know the number. It's, it's, give me it's second, pretty so. small. It's like, like every NFL team's playoff odds. Let's read off the playoff odds,
0: actually, for teams that haven't made it yet. Well, the, <laughs> the teams that have been eliminated are the Broncos, Packers, Lions, Bucks, Giants, Bengals, Falcons, Bills, Jaguars, Jets, Cardinals, Raiders, and the Niners. The Browns at 6-7-1 currently hold a playoff less chance than less than, less than 1%. I think it's like .05%. It's lower than that. The Panthers hold the playoff chance of 1.2%. The fal- uh, the Dolphins are at 5.3%. The Redskins are at 14.8%, which seems a little high. Eagles are at 33.1%. Colts are at 38.9%. Ravens are at 39.4%. Titans are at 41.6%. The Vikings are at 61.1%. The Steelers are at 76.3%. The Cowboys are at 93.6%, basically in. The Seahawks are at ninety six point one percent, basically in. The Patriots are at ninety eight point eight percent. They can still lose the division, (laughs) basically in. The Texans are at ninety nine point five percent, and the Chargers are have clinched a playoff berth. And then you get into the teams who have clinched. That is the Chargers, the Chiefs, the Bears, the Rams, the Saints. That's it. So your hot take is the Browns are making the
2: playoffs. Yep, we are going to witness a miracle. Well, like upsettingly, to- if the Browns make the playoffs, I believe the Colts don't, right? Yeah. Yeah. That that's, that's which is which is really upsetting. Yeah. That's the uh, that's the trade-off. Because I do like Andrew Luck, but I think that's going to happen. Well, so.
0: that's going to conclude this episode. Want to thank everybody for listening. Want to thank Colton Sossman one more time for being on the program. It really meant everything. Check out him. his website. We're going to post the link to his shirts in our bio, in the description of this. We're going to post it on Facebook. We're going to post it everywhere. Want to get those shirts sold? It's going toward a good cause. And. I'm gonna take us out this time because I never get to do it. You right wanna like, share, and subscribe. SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. We are everywhere. We're gonna be everywhere. We're coming up in the world. Yep. We want to thank everybody for listening and tune to another episode next week. We're not sure if there's gonna be one on Tuesday. There might be Tuesday night. It is Christmas. It might Christmas be tough. Christmas episode. And we might go over some of the NBA games that are happening that day. We might go over the NFL week beforehand. Don't know yet. We'll get something out to you though. Definitely next Thursday.